Welcome to Movies Are Life. Well, maybe it's uh, televisions are life. Yep, it's uh, the end of 2023. And as much as we love movies, uh, I love television. Uh, not as much, but it, it's very, very close. Uh, once again, I'm welcoming in Mark Blitch, uh, hot off our top movies of 2023. How's it going, Mark? Yay, yay. Doing good. Good. Uh, so you're probably like me, where you love movies, love television, just kind of entertainment in general. Do you think you watch more television than you do movies? That's a great question that can probably be quantified with some math, but um, <laughs> let's see. 190 movies up to this point. I've done 36 seasons of television this year. Wow. <laughs> now, that's, that, you know, but and television is very, it's varied. You know, yeah. you get, you can either have the hour longs or the 30 minutes. So I would say it's comparable because if you're, I would say it's probably you know, close to the same. I feel like I go in waves through the year where it's like, oh, me and my wife are going through this or me and my wife and my son are going through Lost. You know, that's going to take up some afternoons. Um, it's pretty close, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sadly, if you took out reality television, I'd probably have seen more films for sure. Uh, there's probably a lot of, there's definitely a lot of mindless television that we watch uh Whitney and I together but you know we're doing laundry scrolling and sports too <laughs> you know yeah. it takes out a big uh, big chunk but uh yeah I definitely with this podcast in a good way I've definitely uh watched more movies but um you know there there's some amazing television shows out there and that's what we're here to talk about so uh I guess without further ado uh what's your number 10 television show Number 10 television show. You know, what's funny is I had to redo my list because I found out that I had two shows on my top 10 that were actually 2022. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I had to go back and make some adjustments. <laughs> um, coming in at number 10 would be This Fool Season 2, which okay. is uh, it's a Hulu comedy with uh, Chris Estrada. Okay. Uh, very highly uh, rated. Um, but it's not necessarily um, super successful. I mean, I'm not sure if it's it, – it's not quite – it doesn't really capture the, the, the moment like other shows do. Okay. And, um, but it's essentially it's – it's about a, um, a guy who's down on his luck who um, in the first season he works for uh, a place called um, Hugs Not Thugs. And it's all about kind of pr <laughs> prison rehab. And getting people out, of, you know, but it's just basically him and his cousin, Luis, who just got out of prison, um, just navigating life in L.A. Or I, I think it's it's a it's in South Central. So it's, okay. it's kind of the uh, the the South Central part of L.A. And it's just really funny. It's it's the acting. It's kind of like Seinfeld. Okay. Um, in, in the sense that the lead actor isn't really like he's funny, but he's not the greatest actor. Okay. But then about halfway through the first season, he finds his rhythm and his, his cousin is incredible. But, um, and then Michael Imperioli is in it. He plays the head of Hugs, Not Thugs. He was from The Sopranos and uh, White Lotus season two. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just really funny. Um, it's not, it's not top five, but it's definitely came in as, as number 10 on my list. 
Okay. Awesome. I added that to my watch list as we were talking. Uh, yeah, I didn't know about that one. So I, I love I love funny half-hour shows. You, you, you had me at Seinfeld. <laughs> well, it's not uh, only in the yeah. sense that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a comedian's show. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number 10 uh, for me, it's Telemarketers, uh, which is on Max. It was a three-part documentary series. Uh, it follows these former telemarketing employees uh, who they're longtime office friends uh, who basically, basically, I mean, everybody knows that the telemarketing industry is pretty seedy. Uh, man, this show will just <laughs> open your eyes that much more. But um, they both early on kind of documented their time at this company and then kind of come back together just to kind of really expose some of the things that are happening. And it's these two guys that are just like <laughs> uh, one is definitely like is in the kind of filmmaking industry. The other one, his name is Pat Pespis, I want to say. I mean, he's a character. He is not. <laughs> and that's kind of, he kind of makes the, this movie, so to speak. Uh, and it's really these two unlikely guys that try to attempt to at least expose this industry, uh, if not make some changes. But um, it's it's interesting. It's just a kind of look into the ugly side of America corporations if we didn't know that already uh but yeah it's a kind of like a not a found footage type of thing but it's really this kind of filmmaker who then digs up old tapes and it's yeah it's it's really interesting so but yeah um uh, very blue 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 collar <laughs> so yeah uh, just fine. just the name's gross pick a better <laughs> name Matt. yeah 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 uh so what's uh your number nine number nine it's uh, I think you should leave season three, which is a sketch comedy show. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with Tim Robinson. Um, not as good as season two, but I find myself quoting it in like it's one of those things where I, I watch it, I enjoy it, but then I find myself using quotes and gifs all around the office. Yeah, and it's just a part of my, it's a part of my language now. Yeah, and so like it's it's a hard show to recommend. Uh, because it's so, you know, it, it's one of those where it takes one joke to where it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. And it beats you over the head until it's funny. Yeah. And, um, it's just one of those, it's Tim Robinson's humor is so unique, so singular that, uh, I had to put it on the list. Yeah. Now that's a show that, uh, I feel like it's even been on this podcast. Somebody's recommended it to me and it's like, you have to, but I've definitely seen clips, you know, uh, been with some like text messages with buddies that will send a, you know, YouTube link yeah. or something. So yeah, I just haven't watched. It's one of those, I feel like I need like my old college roommates to watch yes, it together. You absolutely yeah. do. It's something you can't watch by yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something that you're going to need. Um, yeah. You need other like-minded people. <laughs> to watch it. The good thing is they're only about like they're under 20 minutes an episode. Yeah. And sometimes a sketch is just as funny when it doesn't work. Because <laughs> yeah. it's almost like they know it doesn't work. Yeah. Therefore it works. It's foolproof. <laughs> uh my number 9 is probably almost it's kind of like for the whole series as a whole but it ended on season 5 this year and it's a marvelous miss mazel. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, they ended with season five this year and, um, maybe probably the finale was one of the best finales of a show, uh, 
series finale that I'd seen before. Um, and uh, even though probably this season kind of had some ups and downs, I think it was a show that got a lot of attention right when it came out and then people just forgot about. Oh, and, yeah. it's a sh- and it's a show that stayed constantly good, if not got better. And so smart, so funny, uh, so touching with the personal relationships. Um, Each season, I think, tried to do something a little different. Uh, Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But um, just really, I I just really liked it. And they really stuck. Uh, This doesn't ruin anything, but they really kind of tie up some loose ends, not loose ends, but kind of emotional plot points, like, kind of almost in the middle of the season. So then the series finale, you weren't quite worried about what would actually happen. It was more like figuring out how it happened. And I thought that was a great way to end a show. So that, yeah, that's mine. Man, it was tough. I, I almost had that on my list because I've been a huge Maisel fan for pretty much as long as, um, as long as it's been out. I, I did, I did not love, and I do not love the trend uh, of, of the time jumps. Yeah. Um, I don't love it because I feel like it can rob you of some momentum that you had. However, I think it landed the plane really, yeah. really well. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I didn't love that she and Susie had a falling out. Like I, I liked, I, I didn't, I didn't love that for them. Like I right. wanted them to have some sort, and they obviously did have some reconciliation, but um, that became the focal point of the season was not, how is she going to make it? It became, how are she and Susie going to resolve this conflict that we don't know how it happened? Right. And so that was harder for me. But that being said, it's so stinking good. It's so well done. It's almost Wes Anderson-esque in its precision. Although, <laughs> yeah. it, uh, although it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't give me nearly enough anxiety. But yeah, so that was, a, that was, a, that was right off my list. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good call. I will say that uh, the episode where uh, she has to perform in the Waste Management musical. Yes. I, it's amazing. And that's one of those episodes where you're like, the whole the whole series was just from a production design standpoint. It was just like, I can't believe they have this much money to do this. And that episode in itself, I was like, they created this own this own musical for the show. It, yeah, it, but... It's, it's so really extra. Fun. It's so extra. <laughs> it's, it's so extra. It's, it's classic Amy Sherman Palladino from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's your number eight? Number eight, as my phone... Ah, Number eight, I have Yellow Jackets season two. Okay. It's just um, not a show I've watched. It's... It kind of felt like lost season two to me. Like, I still okay. liked it, but... I'm getting less less invested in the why and the how as much as I am just enjoying these actors just destroying it. Um, I like the actors are great. Um, but so it, it was like number four, and then you know about mid year, and then it kind of slowly started going down. But it's it's going to be very dependent on how they land the plane, so to yeah. speak. Um, and so. But it still was entertaining enough to. I I think there's one thing, and because it has Juliette Lewis in it, and a, a couple other people, but she's wearing these leather pants throughout the entire the entire season because she gets taken and, and uh-huh. she's wearing. And I all I could think about was how hot she must be <laughs> being in these leather pants for an entire season of television. Yeah, and 
So it gets knocked down a bit for that because took, <laughs> that, that took me out of it. <laughs> I, all I can think of, leather pants, I always think about friends and Ross when he has the leather pants and the yes. baby powder. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, that was one. Uh, I mean, season one got a lot of attention. And I remember season two came in out, coming out, and then I just didn't hear much about it. So, yeah. But uh, my number eight is on Max. Uh, also, uh, like telemarketers, and it's The Last of Us. So um, I almost didn't want to like this show just because I was just kind of over the quote-unquote zombie thing. Yeah. And uh, this show surprised me in so many ways. Uh, much more uh, – uh, is, is much more emotional than I thought it would be. It's actually a show that kind of lost me on the quote-unquote zombie moments uh, a little bit. Um, yeah. And it makes sense that it's based on a video game because the show itself is very much in stages like that. And, uh, and you can kind of feel that sometime like, Oh, here's, here's the big boss, you know, the big villain of this quote unquote stage. Yes. Uh, But the, the storyline with uh, Nick Offerman, I can't think of the other actor, uh, but their relationship, uh, that episode was amazing. And I thought the actual, ending of season one and the emotional consequences that take place. I don't want to spoil it. I mean, man, totally powerful, especially if you're a parent at all. uh, And the decision that Joel makes, uh, is that his character in it? I think it's Joel. Uh, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's very, it's just very interesting. And uh, uh, even though, like I said, kind of the actiony stuff, kind of lost me a little bit, but as far as the moral quandaries that these characters go through, I mean, I thought it was amazing. So, Oh yeah. No, no, I loved it. I loved it too. You might see that later on too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's your number seven? Uh, number seven is poker face season one. Uh, Ryan Johnson's show with Natasha Leone. It's essentially Columbo in the 21st mm-hmm. century. Uh, refreshingly episodic. And refreshingly, there's a, there's a new style pretty much for every episode. Yeah. And um, it's just a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And looked great. Uh, Natasha Leone's great as always. But you get to bring in Charles Milton from May, December shows up in one. He's with like Timothy Blank Nelson. And then there's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, you know, there's a lot of familiar people in it. Adrian Brody. Uh, Ron Perlman, uh, Rhea Perlman shows up. I don't think they're related. Um, <laughs> but, oh, and Benjamin Bratt, who I've never really been a big Benjamin Bratt fan, but he's actually really good in this. Um, and, uh, oh, what's her face? Chloe Sevigny. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Right. Um, she was in Zodiac. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's just a fun episodic TV that you just don't see anymore. Something that you very well could have been made in the eighties and nineties. Perry yeah. Mason, Columbo style. Um, and yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I watched the pilot of it and I'm a big Ryan Johnson fan. Uh, I liked it. I, it just, at th- this point in my life, I kind of have to pick and choose. And I, oh, yeah. just, I just was, uh, I just didn't feel compelled to keep watching it. So yeah. I don't know why, because I know a lot of people loved it. So, uh, but I've never been a big detective type of person. I guess I don't know yeah. why. But, I'm uh, like that with history, honestly. Yeah, 
I don't need a historical, any more historical shows. So, yeah. Sorry, The Crown. <laughs> yeah, The Crown's not making my list. Uh, uh, number seven for me. Uh, I I was a little surprised about all the uh, shows that popped up for Max on my list because honestly, the second half and that whole like discovery, whatever's going on over there, and they they essentially stopped producing content. But so I think a lot of these are from early on in the year, but it's season three and it's the righteous gemstones, which I think is probably one of the funniest shows on right now. And I don't think I know anybody else that's watching it, but it is so funny. Uh, we were talking, <laughs> we we're talking about Miss Maisel being extra uh, in lots of ways. The righteous gemstones is extra, oh, yeah. but um it's just so funny. Um, it seems like each season gets better. Um, it, all-star cast. Um, I mean, it, I think it, I think it maybe made last year's list for me, but, um, it just making fun of Southern, uh, religious institutions, uh, and saying making fun of is actually being kind of nice, <laughs> but anyway, that's mine. So it's, it's yeah. rightfully mocking it. I've, I've wanted to get into it, but my wife is not the biggest um, Danny McBride fan. Yeah, um, and I and I get that. I totally get that. If you don't like Danny McBride, I mean, it, this won't be your favorite show. But yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's your uh, number six? Number six I have is The Last of Us. Um, yeah, you know, I got to. That was one that we let Jackson watch with us because he was oh. playing the he was playing the game. Okay. Like, and again, if it, we really mainly censor if there's anything like super sexual, like right. anything, anything sexual. Yeah. Not just, um, and so I was really surprised at how restrained it was, um, you know, just kind of focusing on sometimes just doing a standalone bottle episode uh, like the Nick Offerman one or the one in the mall. And I was surprised because I've seen The Walking Dead. I've I like zombie movies. I like zombie shows. Um but I was kind of thinking, how is it going to be different? And I had some trust with Craig Mazin or Mazin, uh, you know, the showrunner, thinking that it might be something a little bit different and focus on more the the personal relational stuff. Um, and it did, and it didn't feel too video gamey. Um, and you know, we're we're big Last of Us people in our family. We actually went to uh, Universal Orlando and did the Halloween Horror Nights, The Last of Us Haunted House. Oh wow. And uh, and it was a lot of fun, and so we I, I have a soft spot for for that yeah. world. Yeah, uh, you're a lot of fun, and my lot of fun is probably two different things. <laughs> I would say uh, right when uh, the show came out, there's a local pizza place here. It's kind of like a almost like a subway for pizza. It's like you come up, you know, and they make it in is front it of mod. You. It's like mod pizza. Yeah, it's that's that's it. But yeah, right, right when the show came out, they were having a pro- promo for this new mushroom pizza, and I was like, oh god, I was like. Not good timing. <laughs> Not great timing at all. Uh, I, actually, you know, I did think that one of the best scenes in TV this season is that opening scene when they're on the show in the 60s talking about how fungus was going to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was really, really well done. Yeah, it was. Um, number six for me, uh, it's on Netflix, and it's the show Beef, uh, where uh, two people let a road rage incident burrow into their minds and slowly consume their every thought and action. Uh <laughs> that's a that's kind of an understatement. Uh, I thought this. I mean, the show is. I think I want to say one of the first 
television shows produced by A24. A24 is known for its films. And uh, especially by the end of the series, it's so A24. And I mean that in a good way. Um, so uh, I just thought uh, emotionally where this movie takes you, uh, it definitely has some comedic moments. And I don't want to ruin the end ending. It's surprising, yet it is completely surprising, but everything that has led up to the end of it makes complete sense. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is how this would happen uh, to these two characters. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really I really liked it a lot. I would say um, kind of a probably a little of a tough watch. It's it, it's very raw <laughs> in yeah. some moments, uh, but yeah, that's mine. Did you did you see? Beef? Yeah, yeah, we watched Beef and really well done, really well acted. I just it, I just openly despised both of them by the end of it. I, I get that, and and for some reason I was like, eh, I'm not going to reward this with, and I don't need I don't need likable characters. I really don't. Um, but for some reason, it hit me in a way where I'm like, you guys aren't like, I don't know. Yeah. No, There's a type I, of watchable, like, like again, I love, look, I love Breaking Bad. I love plenty of that type of stuff. But when, when there's so many self-inflicted wounds and self-inflicted mistakes, yeah, it, I have enough of that in real life. <laughs> not to not to that extreme yeah. but i was like man i just don't really i didn't i felt i was stressed out more than i, yeah. than I was entertained i think yeah i totally get that and it i'm like you uh i mean kind of what made breaking bad so compelling obviously horrible guy right but there were these elements of human in him yes it's it's hard to see the human in these two characters uh, but there's something about the ending where two horrible people are meant for each other. And, you know, sometimes that's what life is, you know? And so that's either going to be for you or not for you. And I totally get it either way, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't need a second season of it. No, uh, no. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, despite what you thought about the characters, did you like the last episode and where it went? Artistically, I honestly, I honestly forgot. Like I know that, that they were stuck out in the desert for yeah, a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then I remind me. Oh well, I it's been a little while since I watched it too. But I think like a bird comes into play. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but yeah, the birds start talking about them. It just even I, I just thought them getting out of the woods together I mean, is really when it started leading into like pretty comedic tones. I thought were pretty funny. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, what's your number five? Number five is Barry season four. Oh, uh, nice. It was it was the one time that I was okay with the time jump. Yeah, because they didn't solve any of the problems; it just delayed them. Um, I love Bill Hader so much. His brain works in a way that reminds me of like Bo Burnham, and yeah. where it's just like your brain operates on a, on a wavelength that I don't. <laughs> And Nathan Fielder to to the same extent. Like your brain operates in a way that I will never understand. Yeah. yeah. And but I just really want him to make a movie now. Um, I thought it was a satisfying, um, very satisfying ending. Yeah. To, to, and and I I didn't know if it was going to stick the landing, and I thought it really did. Yeah. Uh, if let's uh, people listen to our. Uh, 
our top films of 2023. We really talked a lot about May, December. And I think this theme came out of uh, truth and what we believe. You're just talking about Barry right now. Just kind of reminds me once again, another of like, what's the real story that we're seeing, you know? <laughs> so um, did you, uh, just a shout out. Um, do you listen to the ringers podcast? The, uh, the prestige TV show podcast? Your podcast is the only podcast I listen to. <laughs> okay, well, you need to you need to seek it out because uh, Sean Fantasy had Bill Hader basically recapping each episode after it was over. Oh, that's and, so good. Yeah, you need to listen to it because it really gives you insight to the whole whole season a little bit more. So, yeah, yeah. Also, just to really touch on <laughs> Bill, I love Bill Hader's stuff. Also, Kristen Wiig, love her stuff. You know, they were both on SNL at the same time. I've always said, and I don't mean this against them, but like I really enjoy what they produce. I don't think they would be the most fun hangs <laughs> in a room. <laughs> they're both very dark and very weird. <laughs> most comedians are, aren't yeah. they? Like they're usually processing. <laughs> they're usually going through a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number five show is on Apple TV Plus. I, I believe it came out earlier in the year, but it's shrinking uh, with. Uh, Harrison Ford, I, see, this is when I need to have better notes. Uh, why is his name escaping me? It's Jason Siegel. <laughs> Jason Siegel, thank you. Um, but, um, you know, uh, from Bill Lawrence, who made Scrubs, a big friend of uh, Ted Lasso, obviously, you know, really captured America's attention uh, recently. Uh, in the same vein, there's Definitely a comedy show, but playing with these uh, drama elements. So uh, one of those like, yeah, I'm laughing, but oh, now I'm kind of tearing up type of thing. But uh, it's just about uh, this therapist and he's basically just dealing with the loss of his wife, has a teenage daughter. um, And Bill Lawrence is always so good at showcasing supportive communities in his shows. Oh, yeah. And uh, this once again touches – on that, and it's a show me and Whitney just really enjoyed a lot. And I thought Harrison Ford got snubbed uh, from the Emmys. Uh, I thought he's amazing in this show. Very no, he funny. No, he got snubbed for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Shrinking's my number five. We may be talking about that one a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> um, number four for me is uh, Welcome to Wrexham Season 2. Okay, yeah. It's... Um, to me, it's kind of replaced Ted Lasso. Um, I thought Ted Lasso kind of fumbled the last season a bit. It landed. I thought it landed the plane. Um, but it's felt like maybe four, four, three or four too many episodes. And I thought Keeley was wasted. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Ted Lasso. Um, yeah, so this is... So it's the, you know, Rob McElhenney and, and Ryan Reynolds, they you know bought the soccer team, and this is the year that they actually get promoted. And... They just do a great job being self-aware. A lot of it, the, a lot of them are talking to people. You know, they understand that their show has had an impact, and now that 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 that, that soccer club has a target on its back. But you get to know the players, and you get to know their struggles. You get to know the women's team. But then at the end of season two, like like I know what happens at the end. I don't know necessarily how it got there, but I'm cheering. They made me care about soccer. And I don't really love soccer. <laughs> and at the very end, right before they're going to get promoted, they start playing going the distance from Rocky. And so there's no faster way to my heart. <laughs> and, um, you know, Rob McElhenney's from Philly. And so there's an underdog element to it. But they just, 
there's just that kind of collective joy. Like, do you remember in Love Actually or 127 Hours um, where it's like just the triumph of the human spirit and you see these people in the airport hugging in, uh-huh. in, in, in Love Actually and then in 127 Hours you see stadiums rollicking with cheers and everything. It's, it's that kind of show for yeah. me where it's just a celebration of why sports matter and and they matter to different people that you know they have different stories for different reasons but it's just a place you can it's a the communal aspect like you're saying with even shrinking i felt like i was a part of that community even though i wasn't obviously i'm not trying to claim it but um it just won me over and again emotion will positive just happiness and kindness will get you up my list pretty quick yeah yeah no, the, once again, a show of, it's just, it's been on my watch list. I just haven't started. I need to before it gets away from me. So yeah, yeah. But it's like 18 episodes each. It's, it, it's a, it's a commitment and I'm lucky that I started kind of yeah before season one ended. And so I didn't feel like I had to catch up as much. Yeah. That's it. Uh, my number four, you already mentioned it's a uh, Barry uh, season four uh, closed out the series. I, I loved it. I understood that the show just got darker and darker and darker but when you look at the premise, it's like, yeah, this is where all these roads were leading. It, yeah. it, like, it completely made sense to me. Uh, shout out to my friend Matt Mungle, who really didn't like this last season. And uh, I usually don't text him about things, but it's when I texted him and he's like, I said, uh, I hear you, but you're wrong. Uh, yeah. I thought, <laughs> Objectively wrong. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was a perfect way to end the show. I thought he placed all the characters in the right places. Uh, it made sense, but all in all, uh, is so hilarious. So I, I don't think I'll ever forget the Dave and Buster scene. Uh, just like so funny, but also really the show was so innovative in its camera work. Uh, I mean a very artistic show, but, um, I, lo- I loved Barry, uh, so, so dark, but so, so funny. Yeah. It scratched the, if you had told me at A20, that A24 produced it, I would have believed you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the beef characters belong in this universe somewhere. I'm not quite sure. We where. don't need we don't need shared universes, Nathan. <laughs> let, let each show just be its own thing, please. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what's your number three? Uh, it's Reservation Dogs Season 3. <sighs> okay. All right. Uh, let's hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it's as good as Season 2. I think Season no. 2 had... <laughs> I think season two had the perfect ending. Yes. Um, so, but you already have, basically you're just giving me another season of people I want to spend time with. Yeah, I get and that. So, so it's kind of like, oh man, it's, it's um, and you, you kind of wish, and I, I wasn't super high on it. Um, I think the fact that I loved season season two is probably the reason why it's so high on my list. Yeah, because it just made me love. I, like I love Willie Jack. I love uh, mainly Willie Jack's my favorite. But but even the like the Days and Confused episode that I didn't love when I watched it. But then the next episode when there, um, I think it's when it might have been when Cheese decided to go with the older generation. I just, it weaved it together in a way where it's like, oh, this is a bigger story than I thought. And these are kind of the, it became like, oh, this is almost like a, 
a um what's the word I'm looking for? It's not subversive. It's almost like it was a backdoor season three was like a backdoor prequel into the previous generations of reservation of res dogs. Yeah. And and so I was just grateful for the time that I got with them. That would you know more. Um than I did again. Season two, I think it's 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 almost like I feel like season two, just the fact that it was so perfect. Um, but I, I don't know. I just I love spending time with them, and I love yeah. the high the heist that they did, where they could go get uh, go get one of their elders out, even though yeah. it didn't it didn't yeah. have to. Um, so yeah, I'm actually surprised it's as high as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm definitely glad <laughs> that I finished the series last night uh, so we could talk about it. So, yes, uh, Reservation Dogs, first two seasons were on my top ten list. This third season, I, uh, I'm i glad I'm, I stuck with it. It was it was kind of disappointing for me. I'm kind of using your words against you a little bit, but you were talking about I loved spending time with these people. I completely agree. Uh, the Maximus offshoot, so to speak, I just – it completely lost me. The Days and Confused episode just didn't work for me. Now, all that say, all that said, I, I, I completely know what he was going for, and I appreciate that. And I get also, um, and it's something I think, like uh, essentially, I'm being surface level here. White people don't do often and not it, get in touch with their family heritage. And I love, I did the, the end of season three stuck the landing for me. And I, I and I understand that you need the Maximus stuff to have the payoff that the last uh, last episode. Yeah, does. but you want that. You you don't want that in the last season. You want that like in a season one or two. Yeah, yeah. Because in, in season three, it's like I only have a finite amount of time with these yeah. kids, and yeah. I want to spend more time with them. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but anyway, I'm definitely glad I stuck with it because it definitely it got kind of back to its roots. I thought, uh, especially with the last two episodes, uh, but uh, still a show. I think definitely people should uh, check out for sure. And once again, and who am I to say? I mean, this is obviously really personal to him. And so, but I do yeah. feel there, there is a world I kind of wish uh, existed where it ended with season two because it was so perfect. Uh, but but anytime I can see uh, the actor's name is Dallas Goldtooth, who plays the spirit yes, in the yes, show. 100%. <laughs> Any moment... Uh, I don't think there needs to be a spinoff series uh, for Spirit, but if there was such a thing, it, it, this any scene he was in, I, and I was so glad he was in the last episode. I was just like, oh, yes, thank you so much. I just yeah. loved him. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that there weren't enough white people in it for you. <laughs> that's No, that's not what okay. I'm saying. Noted. I, I, I needed I needed more uh, shots of Sonic cups. So, which I, I love I love that touch because it's that's just so uh, it's just oh, so Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so okay, I kind of lost track a little bit. So that was your number three, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so my number three. Um, I really hope you saw this, but it's a uh, jury duty, uh, which is on Prime's video uh, freebie uh, service. But basically the. Uh, it's a fake documentary where this guy thinks he's uh, selected on <laughs> onto a jury uh, and hijinks ensue. And uh, we just, we loved this uh, James Marsden's wonderful playing him quote unquote himself. Uh, I just loved everything about it and kind of going back a little bit, what you were talking about. Uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, 
that kind of like it, the last episode ends perfectly. It could have gone a different direction and it didn't. And it kind of has this like moment of uh, spirit to it. That's just, it's just lovely. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so unique. Once again, uh, kind of how I talked about Barbie and our movies thing. I'm afraid a lot of spinoffs are going to come off of it that aren't going to be quite as good. Uh, but I really, I really liked it. So tell me that you saw the show. I didn't. I'm sorry. Okay, I, that's okay. I, I, no, no, it's not okay because everyone was telling me about it, and I honestly, I don't think I open up Prime Video enough, which yeah. is where where I would have been. I would have watched it, um, and so it's on me. That's uh, that's my fault. So I. It really so Hallie watched it with us, and there were a couple of scenes. Uh, there's a lot of language in the show, but they bleep it out, kind of like a traditional show would on network television. But there is one little kind of avenue that goes kind of down the sex route that we we're like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> Hallie, don't watch this. But it's something I think your your older boy would certainly enjoy. It's pretty funny. So no, you're right. It's Not a, funny. Yeah, do it. yeah. So, but if Hannah gets mad at me for telling you guys to show it to him, don't uh, <laughs> don't blame me. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, uh, you're number two. Number two is shrinking. Season okay. one, uh, really enjoyed it. Um, I almost feel like the people who were working on both Ted Lasso and Shrinking just spent more time on Shrinking. Um, I. Arguably my favorite Harrison Ford performance ever. That's amazing. And, and, and it's, it's, it, and I'm honestly glad they didn't kill him. Cause I, I, <laughs> cause I'm like, there's no way they're getting Harrison Ford for multiple seasons for this, but it looks like they will. Yeah. Um, it, just everything great. It's the premise alone is great of a, of a therapist who's just done saying what he can legally say. And, but then all the messiness that comes with it. Yeah. And I thought they handled everything pretty masterfully. Um, You know, the stuff with the daughter and the, like, they weren't, they didn't shy away from the fact that this is unethical. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, loved the neighbors, loved the neighbor. uh, I love, uh, (laughs) I love the husband. Um, (laughs) Arguably, I always think that there's, there's a couple people on TV who have the funniest line to laugh ratio. Yeah. Uh, And that guy's up there along with Dr. Spachemin. From from Thirty Rock, uh, and like John Ralphio, yeah, from Parks and Rec, and so really really enjoyed it. Loved the bite sized thirty minute runtime, um, and yeah, I'm just really looking forward to what they do next. Yeah, uh, yep, definitely, I agree with you uh, totally. Uh, number two for me, uh, I believe this was on your list last year. It was the Bear season one. Uh, and you inspired me to finish season one. And so I enjoyed that immensely. And I jumped into season two and season two somehow topped season one. And I thought it was amazing. Um, it, in, in a good way, uh, it got quieter. Um, uh, it made sense with the arc of all the characters. Uh, don't worry. Uh, it gets its fair amount of shouting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. some of the episodes, especially the uh, Christmas episode. Which, my God. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I, I had to uh, I had to walk outside for a little bit after that episode just to get some fresh air. Um, yeah. uh, and Me and my wife got into a fight 
like literally after after we were so stressed out. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. It was something very trivial, but we were not in a good mood after watching it. <laughs> Arguably, what? that's that might be Jamie Lee Curtis's best performance I've ever seen. Oh man, it yeah, it's it's intense for sure. But uh, I thought the whole season and this arc of them uh, basically opening up a restaurant uh, was incredible. Uh, uh, where it went with these characters, uh, the emotional payoffs of them, um, I, I I just thought it was a fantastic season of television. So yeah, that's my number two. Okay, and we'll bleed into number one. Yes, which for me is the Bear season two. It, great. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of like us last year with the rehearsal. We I think we were at one and two with the yeah. with that as well. Yeah. Um, it yeah. It not a whole lot more can be said. It was just it was a pretty ballsy move to not have the place already open come season come the premiere of season two. And so what it did is it paralleled for me that you're kind of gutting this old place and trying to create something new. And pretty much every episode, you're gutting you're gutting a character every episode. Yeah. Every every episode gets gets refurbished, gets re- reborn, renewed, uh, rejuvenated. And what it does is that it allows season three, you're going into an open store with a plethora of rich, rich characters that you already know and love. So yes. this the, the season could, there's a good chance that it wasn't going to work. Right. You're just going to be like, okay, more yelling. Well, no, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to spend an entire episode with Will Poulter and the pastry chef in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. And and I loved it. I yeah. loved I loved the you know. There's an element in in, in my in my work. You know, it's, it's a faith based organization where it's like work is worship, where you just do something because you love doing it because of the artwork, and that kind of resonated with everyone. Got their own moment. Uh, we had Marcus have that moment. You had you have Richie have that moment, and Carmi kind of takes a back seat. Um, you knew that relationship with that girl with with Carmi was doomed because she was perfect right. in every way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you could just tell. Like sometimes you can just tell just how someone is lit and how someone is shot. Like you're supposed to be in love with this person. Yeah, and that's how that's how they shot her. Um, Christmas episode. Um, for a second there, I thought it was going to be very fan servicey. Not so much in that that that, but just. It felt gimmicky when it's like, oh, here's John Mulaney and Sarah and Sarah Paulson. Oh, here's Britta from Community. Brilliant stroke to have to to, to have that be Richie's um, <clears throat> Richie's wife at the time. Yeah. Um, then Bob Odenkirk. Okay. No. Now Jamie Lee Curtis. Like I, I was really thinking. And then John Bernthal. Um, and there may not be a better acted scene than Bernthal versus Odenkirk at the table. <laughs> Man. Hydroforks, um, and then and then Mulaney, and then Mulaney having oh, yeah. to pray, having to, and, and it was just, and then the ending. Someone I saw this today. So the first scene of the of the entire series was him letting the bear out of the cage yeah. on one of the bridges. Right. And the second scene, Carmi is trapped in a cage. Uh huh. And is for and is just yelling, and he's just forced to confront all these things. And then whenever Richie says, "Oh, okay, Donna." Like, 
if you hadn't spent that whole episode with with Jamie Lee Curtis, you that wouldn't sting as right. much as it did. Yeah, there's I could I could talk about the show all all day. Yeah, all day and every single time. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking that the, the um like. It could have been a, a season full of stunt casting because that's right. kind of how it's presented. You see Olivia Coleman, you see Will Poulter, everyone in the Christmas episode. It really could have been very stunt casty, but they all felt almost like they were no other person could have played those those characters. Yeah, I agree. Uh, shout out to Oliver Platt too, who shows yes. up in the series and knocks it out of the park every time. And also, I think uh, kind of low key the soundtrack and the music that's used in the episodes are wonderful uh it's just everything is placed in the perfect spot and uh like you said just the payoff to all the characters uh i mean every every moment <laughs> justifies a response or an action uh yes and, yeah it's it's totally great yeah uh great uh my number one uh so it's probably not a surprise. It'll probably show up on the majority of the top TV 2023. Are you not a succession guy? I've never watched an episode. And it's okay. one of those where I'm going to. It's going to okay. happen. But I didn't have enough. Like, like I think I'm going to have to watch it up at work. Yeah. And I, I don't think my wife was really super into it, uh, the idea of it. Um, so, yes, I know that I am very off the bandwagon and I need to hop on it. Uh, another show that can get a little yelly. I know. Uh, and I, I definitely don't want to say too much, especially since, uh, you haven't watched it before, but you know, it ended with season four. Um, it just, uh, it ended the show perfectly. I thought, uh, man, each episode was unique to itself. Um, and it just, once again, one of these shows, even though the bear's not over yet, just what like happens to these characters at the end of succession, it completely makes sense. And, you know, it's the success of the show kind of inspired lots of like fan theories of what would happen, you know, to all these different characters. And just the way it ended was just like, it's like, yep, yep. That seems about right. And uh, just this portrait, you know, (laughs) it's a portrait of America as well as sad or, or frightening as that might uh, appear to be um, amazing performances. And just don't be surprised uh, when it grabs lots of trophies <laughs> at the golden Globes or the Emmys. It, it was just a fantastic show. And so I can't, I don't think I can add much more to what, uh, what else has been said about that. So yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I'll, you, I'll get on it. I promise. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, it was a tough show for Whitney to stick with also. Uh, I mean, it's definitely got a, I mean, it's a mean, mean show. I mean, just really, really bad. Uh, I don't even want to use the word bad because, uh, but yeah, just mean hurt people. And that's a, that's a tough hang, but uh, I, I think the performances uh, out of all these characters and also I, I, I very funny. Somehow, it's very funny. Also, <laughs> so. yeah, you got a lot of great comedic actors working on it too. So yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, those are uh, our top ten. Uh, similar to the movie list, uh, you threw out some good ideas to kind of talk about some a little superlatives here. Um, yeah. And so I, I'm afraid mine aren't going to be uh, that exciting. I, I really tried to go off course a little bit with them, but I all kind of I kind of ended up in the same spot, but. Uh, I'll just tell you mine because they're all wrapped up in the same. But 
just because oh, I, okay. I I just talked about Succession. So the favorite male performance uh, you asked about, mine was Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall Roy. Amazing. Uh, favorite female performance was Sarah Snook, who played Shiv Roy. Uh, once again, I don't want to say too much, especially since you haven't seen it before, but um, just the uh, the up and down that these characters go. Uh, and somehow the show gets you to root for them, but then they – they just turn on you too. And I, I thought that these two actors, I really, I think the whole cast is amazing in each of their roles, but, but they're, they're the ones that stood out. And, uh, I, I can't say my favorite episode of TV, uh, because I don't want to ruin it, but it was, uh, episode three of the season four of, uh, succession. And I think was, I know what happens though. Oh, okay. I, it was hard yeah. to, it was hard to escape it, but it was Connor's wedding and, uh, the fate of, uh, a, a really well-known character in the show uh, occurs, yeah. but um, it's not so much that that happened. Cause like, you know, you always hear about like who shot Jr. like from Dallas. Sure. It, it's not, it's not that so much, but the way that they deal with it is, was very realistic and very true to life. And I saw, I saw a clip of uh, Kieran Culkin's uh, speech uh-huh. at yeah. the, uh, at the funeral. Yeah. And it was, I was like, didn't know Fuller had it in him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the funeral is actually a later episode. And, uh, but that, that episode almost would be, uh, those were kind of hand in hand. That episode was really grip, gripping as well. But um, basically, the way this whole, uh, the, the show relatively stuck within like a day. Uh, time frame a day or two but this one really plays out kind of like in real time and you just feel it and I think if anybody's lost a loved one before and has received that news uh, and just the way that the characters handle the news but also how it propels the rest of the season going forward uh, it it was just masterful so that was mine so anyway so uh, what was your favorite male performance? My favorite male performance I have Eben Mossbacharach who plays Richie on uh on the bear oh okay i um yeah he's i've always liked him i liked him in punisher i liked him in season one and then he just took another step forward i feel like and, yeah and um almost just non-verbal like how he can i mean he, he again he can do a whole lot but i i think he's the best actor on the show yeah he was and, great uh did yeah. you ever watch girls yes yeah, he's Desi in Girls, and yeah. uh, he brings a lot to that role as well. <laughs> I've seen some things he brought to that, for sure. <laughs> um, favorite female performance, I put Bella Ramsey. It's kind of an easy one for The Last uh, of Us. Incredible. Um, and again, I've seen, you know, my only real experience with her was uh, Game of Thrones. And, yeah. And uh, thought she captured <clears throat> Ellie in the games really well, and... Uh, her chemistry with Pedro is just fantastic and just her growth and yeah, thought she was fantastic. And my favorite episode of TV, I put, I put the fork, the forks episode yeah. uh, from, from the bear as well. <laughs> uh, a little bit boring. Everyone kind of points to the Christmas episode. Uh, it very well may be one of the best episodes of TV ever done, but forks was my favorite as far as, as far as just a jumping off point to where, you know, you know, I think it was the next episode where Ricky's like, uh, or Richie is like, yeah, I'm a suit guy now. I'm a guy who wears suits. And <laughs> just the way that he rolls up his sleeves and, you know, takes charge. It just set the, it set the tone for the rest of the se- season with him taking charge in the kitchen. Yeah. And I was just, um, 
yeah. So props to Richie. Yeah, I completely agree with you. That's that's an amazing uh, episode of television. Uh, I didn't ask you to do this, but did you uh, did you have any honorable mentions at all? That for for shows? Yeah, for or shows for, that didn't make um, your list. Yeah, um, I thought Jen. I thought you know I I do like the boys. Uh, you know, I, I think it was season three, and uh, Gen V was the spinoff of that, and I thought that was pretty good. Um, there's a couple that I, I didn't really, I'm always going to be in. It's always sunny in Philadelphia show. I think pound for pound. It's my funniest show of all time. Yeah. Um, and also I, I started what we do in the shadows seasons one, two, and three. I watched those, but those Great. don't really count as this year. Um, uh, but then, uh, me and my, me and the kids, we started watching the gremlins secret of the Mogwai cartoon okay. and it's, it's a cartoon on max. Uh, and it came out. It came out last year. So that's the thing is, I, I had Blackbird on here, and the offer, which was the Godfather uh-huh. making of the Godfather, which I loved. But I think I was actually a year behind on that. Gotcha. Um, and so, and then I watched. Uh, so I watched some older stuff, and then I uh, the BBC uh, did a version of Dracula for the people who did Sherlock. Okay, that's, yeah, that's on Netflix. That was again not this year. Uh, so not, I had Maisel as kind of up there. Yeah. Um, I thought the Arnold documentary was pretty good. Okay. Um, I thought the, yeah. So I would say that's probably, that's a whole bunch I'm giving you. Not the Mandalorian though. I actually did not enjoy the Mandalorian. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I started that and, uh, didn't watch the second episode. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, uh, kind of alphabetical order, you know, uh, no, uh, no ranking here necessarily. Uh, Abbott Elementary season two, just a fun yeah. one to watch as a family. Uh, Black Mirror season six. Uh, not every mm-hmm. not every episode worked, but it's one of those shows. I'm just glad when it's here. You know, you know, you know what worked. I thought I thought Aaron Paul and Hartnett Space One was really yeah. good. Yeah, I, I thought agree. Ma- I thought Maisie Day was really good too with uh, Zazie Beats. Yeah, did you, did you watch all of it? Yeah, it just remind me. It's the werewolf one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had no clue. I had no clue that's where it was going, and so I was so happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I had uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh, I would say high highs and low lows with that show, uh, yeah. but they had some moments that were really, really good. And kind of, uh, I, I I listened to the audio book of it as well, and so um, I thought it was a fun adaptation. Uh, this one, Flashman is in trouble. It's technically a 2022 show that ended like right at the end of 2022. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that show was great. Uh, you're going to roll your eyes. Uh, in this podcast, we've talked about The Golden Bachelor, but we did uh, really enjoy this <laughs> the look on your face. Uh, I'll just, I'm just going to move on. Um, so um, – we just finished uh, Lessons of Chemistry. Uh, another yeah. uh, another one. We listened to the audiobook, and I thought it nailed uh, the adaptation of it. Um, uh, great performances there. Um, Platonic, um, Apple TV Plus. Um, yeah. Once again, if you don't like Seth Rogen, uh, you probably won't like this show. Uh, but uh, I it really uh, I think it really speaks to uh, I won't call you out on your age, but, uh, it really speaks to our generation, I think for yeah, sure. So yeah. Okay. Say it. I'm, I'm going to be 41 next week. Right? <laughs> uh, Oh, Primo, uh, which is on prime video freebie. Great. Uh, show. Have you, are you familiar with Shea Serrano at all? No, but he's kind of a, he's a big movie guy. You would love his stuff, but anyway, oh, Shane, you say Shane, 
Uh, Shay. Shay. Okay. Yeah, but I've heard. I've heard of it. Yeah. Heard of him. Yeah, but uh, it shows. It's just a quick little sitcom about his life growing up. I think in if it's not San Antonio, it's in South Texas. But anyway, uh, great little fun show. Uh, Single drunk female uh, season two. Uh, really good show. It got canceled though. But uh, somebody somewhere on Max, uh, the s- second season. Uh, God, you watch more than I do. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. I this. I'm kind of embarrassed by uh, talking about. It's uh, still up uh, on Apple TV Plus. I mentioned that on uh, a recent podcast. Starstruck season three on Max. Great little British show. It came back this year. Unstable, which was the Rob Lowe uh, show with his son. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. One of those, like, not like the best show ever, but just a good little kind of workplace comedy that we enjoyed. And it's, I'm so happy to hear that you're watching what we do in the shadows because it's a legitimately, consistently funny show. And it always, every year, it makes my list because it is just incredible. Didn't make your list this year. Well, you know, it's just, there's only so much room, you know? So, <laughs> well, uh, what's funny is right now I'm on the season where Colin Robinson is a baby and I'm not. Or T who is like a preteen. <laughs> I'm not loving it as much. Yeah. Well, the good thing about the show is like they kind of take these avenues, but you know, they kind of try it out a little bit and then they, they get out of it, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and I have to shout out two shows I am currently watching, uh, and they just haven't finished yet, but uh, I've been watching The Curse yeah, and then so yeah, yeah, and uh Fargo season five, and I'm enjoying both of those uh, a lot right now. But yeah. They haven't ended, so I haven't finished them yet. Yeah. So uh, every time I watch The Curse, I'm like, "Where's the rehearsal season two? Uh, <laughs> I, although I think Nathan Fielder's doing great. He it's, is. It's, I mean, the fact that he's holding up uh, with Emma Stone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Benny Sa- Benny Safty again. Uh, yeah, he's everywhere. I know he's everywhere. So, uh, well, thanks for uh, taking uh, this path along with yeah, us. Uh, absolutely, man. Closing out the year strong. Uh, it was a year of great television uh, for sure. I think it, if anything, it just justifies. <laughs> All the time I spend watching yes. such stuff, it's like it all leads to this. Yeah, it's like if I record me talking about it, it it justifies it, right? It does. It definitely. It takes time away from yeah. your family to talk about why you spend so much time away from your family. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just since this is the end of uh, 2023, I just want to thank uh, all our listeners out there uh, for sticking with us, and I'm really excited about the new year. I have no signs of slowing down, so there'll be a lot of great content. We'll be finishing up the 50 best rom-coms list and then really uh i mean we'll keep on hitting on uh popular movies that are out and stuff but i'm i'm open to like ideas and suggestions from our listeners i want to cover the things that you want to hear so uh anyway i'm really excited about the new year and i just want to thank everybody for uh making this a great year of talking about movies and all the guests that have come on uh, this year, including you, Mark. Yeah, uh, especially so, me. Yeah, especially. And uh, I, I always say it, but tr- truly the, the best way to spread the word about this podcast is telling people about it. So if there's just one or two people in your life that, you know, listen to podcasts or just love movies, uh, just tell them about this and just uh, help spread the word. I, I just I would really appreciate it. Right on. Right on. All right. Well, uh, here's to 2024. Woohoo! Woohoo!